time, it is my pleasure to bring in University of Florida President Ben Sass to our program. Ben's a native Nebraskan, so he knows about this College World Series here. Ben, nice to talk to you, and welcome in. Great to talk to you. Thanks for the invite, and wish you could be in Omaha today. Oh, my gosh. Me, too. As one of the people who calls baseball games for Florida, it's killing me not to be there, but, you know, that's the way it is. Um, let, you, obviously, being from Nebraska, did you follow this as a kid? Was this something you looked forward to every year? Oh, my goodness. There is no better place on earth to be in the month of June than Omaha at the CWS. I'm 51. I think I've probably been to this tournament 40 times. Uh, this, is only, this is only the second time it counts as day job, though, so I feel pretty blessed. We're, yeah. having, a, we're having a blast out here. You know, when, when you look at what, you know, the old Rosenblatt and now here, and Omaha does such a great job with this, what do you think is the key to why this has been so successful? Yeah, it's a great question. So I, I think your listeners probably know this, given how much of a zealot and an evangelist you are for, for this tournament, but most NCAA contracts for national championships are let on a one- or a five-year basis, and Omaha has hosted this since 1950. So this is year 73 or 74 in a row. And so what happens is there is a fan base of baseball fans all over America who come here every year even if their team isn't in it. So, you know, Arkansas, I think, is, you know, currently fourth in the jello shot competition of the old market area of downtown Omaha. And Arkansas doesn't have a team in the tournament, but their fans just come every year because they've, they've built a tradition. It's like it's family reunion, old home week for people. And so it, also Nebraska's weather. I think Nebraska and Iowa have the greatest range in terms of sub-zero in January and 100 in July. June is like the last glorious month before it's too hot. So it's, it's a pretty special 10 or 11 days. Ben, your dad, I believe, was a football coach. Was sports important to you growing up? It was the second most important religion in our house. So, yeah, uh, my dad, we were pretty poor, but my dad was a football coach, and he also refed um, basketball um, to little baseball and softball, did track, and did volley- uh, volleyball for a while. All of my dad's social network were other coaches who also uh, refed and umped. And so every Friday, Saturday night at my house in the kitchen, it'd be six or eight or ten guys after their sporting events of that week gathering to kind of debrief. So the uh, the high church of, of sport is the second most important religion. But baseball's unique. I mean, you know it, but there's, there's just not a lot of sports where you fail as much as you fail in baseball, and, and you get up and you dust yourselves off and you go again. I mean, you can fail 70% of the time at the plate, and they still put you in the Hall of Fame. That requires a certain kind of grit among your, uh, the culture you build on a team. It's awesome. You know, one of the, since you've come to Florida, you, you get to play, or you get to see the Gators play in a terrific new ballpark in Condren and, and watch the grit of, of Sully's team here. Uh, what do you think about and what do you see when you see this Gator baseball team play? Yeah, so first of all, just naming Con- Gary Condren and all the other folks that invested to make that stadium possible. I and mean, we set two uh, State of Florida records in terms of attendance for an amateur uh, baseball event over the course of the last month. Scott Strickland, our AD, had a great vision for that park to not fill in the stands down the, the third base and first base line because on Tuesday nights you're never going to fill it. And on weekends, let's cram them in like you know, you're know you at Coney Island beach photos from the <laughs> 1920s. Uh, it, it is a really, really special venue. And Sully, obviously, I, I, I could be wrong. You'll, you'll have your facts better. I'm only at 
you know, day 138 in the job, I think. But I think in his 15 years with us, he's made the tournament every year, and this might be, what, seventh appearance in Omaha? I think part of what Coach has built is a culture of accountability. I mean, you look at something like him going to the mound too many times the other night and us having to pull our pitcher, and the next day he's joking about it, admitting you know a, a little mistake, um, but wearing a shirt that says, yeah, I can count to number two, three, four, five, six. Last night we could count to 24. Uh, but making a joke out of it, but acknowledging failure and figuring out how you're on a you know culture of perpetual improvement, I feel like the team has a lot of character, a lot of grit, and that obviously starts at the top. University of Florida President Ben Sass, our guest here on Sports Scene. He's been witnessing uh, the Gator baseball team at the College World Series in Omaha. Ben, when I hopefully get you here live in the studio, we'll expand upon this a little more. But obviously, you look at the landscape of sports, and I don't want to say it's at a crossroads because there's a lot of great things about sports. But when you look at football, NIL, you know, coaches trying to get congress to get involved you know you're familiar with that obviously uh what are your thoughts on that and do you think congress should get involved in something like that yeah you're i'm not punting by saying we need to do the long version of it in the studio but just acknowledging in advance anything i say here is going to be incomplete so i think athletics is amazing in general right because it's we're, we're not just minds we're bodies and to get to do something as a team and a we and to succeed or fail as a group it, it's life lessons forever and so there's just so much character building you obviously here in the the son of a football coach and I, I was a college athlete and my one of my kids is currently and so we, we believe in sports and amateur athletics is extraordinary and yet, once you got this court ruling um, that it's constraint of trade for X or Y or Z reason, I think one of the most obvious pieces is us not us being college athletics, you know, leadership and administration, not having the freedom to force people to sit out a year when they transfer. Um, it it undermines a lot of, and I'm not commenting on the merits of that, the restraint of trade element of what the court found, but it, it erodes a lot of what's special about sports if every year feels like popcorn, that people are back on the open market saying, what can I get paid to do this? That's not really the we team culture you're trying to build in college sports. So there's a lot that needs to be fixed. I'm, as you mentioned, um, pretty skeptical of the ability of the Congress to solve problems and move very fast. Um, but there, there are pieces that flow from the court rulings that led to NIL. Um, some of it is just the competitive dynamics that are inevitable once you unleash market forces um, on paying players, obviously not paid to play and not supposed to be an inducement or an enticement. Um, but once there's this much money for athletes to change teams every year, you've got big problems. But I think the, the most fundamental threat to college athletics right now is this legislation in California um, that may essentially try to create, um, you know, unionized marketplaces, but without any of the benefits of the way labor relations work in professional sports. So I, I think we've got a lot of problems in front of us. I think California may celebrate um, the crisis in a hurry if they pass this legislation they're considering. But if that legislation doesn't pass, I, I would assume over three, four, five years, a lot of this shakes out in a way that will solve a bunch of these problems. But I'm with you that I don't think it's highly likely Congress is going to come in as a knight on a white horse and fix it all in six months. Well, for now, we're going to forget all about that, and we're going to focus on Game 3 tonight. Ben, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us live here. Enjoy Omaha, and let's see what the Gators can do tonight. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Steve. Look forward to getting to know you better. Go Gators. Yep, thank you, Ben. That's University of Florida President Ben Sass.
joining us live from Omaha here on Sports Scene. 1219, time.